It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, and Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. Good afternoon or evening, everyone. Uh, welcome back to A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. I hope you are all doing well. Um, coming off a Notre Dame win, finally. We have, the first time we've been able to say that, but uh, we'll get into all that coming up. First off, now we are back thousands of miles away from each other. I am in Belmont. Maggie is in the Philadelphia area. Maggie, how are you doing? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm a little tired. Mm. Mm-hmm. Long week. Long yeah. week. All that travel got to you. So, the cow, we, we, we haven't been able to do this all year. So, uh, talk about a Notre Dame win. Notre Dame wins 24-17 over a very game Cal game. Cal team, it kind of all came down to the very end. Maggie and I were in attendance at the game. We'll talk about that. Um, but first, let's talk about the actual game, Mags. What are your overall thoughts of the game? It was a slow start, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe a little too slow for my liking. Mm-hmm. But I thought it showed a little bit of improvement. And I feel like with this team and the coaching staff, just this year specifically, that's kind of not all I can ask for, but a, a lot of what I can ask for is just a little bit of improvement every single week. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just happy. I was just happy with that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Notre Dame needed a game like this. It was going to be a game like this that they finally won. It was going to just grind. It was going to come down to, you know, the last minute kind of thing. You knew it. It just Notre Dame wasn't going to get any easy first win for Marcus Freeman. Now, now that they've broken through, maybe, you know, maybe like you said, maybe kind of things become a little bit better or easier. Um, but we shall see. Um, overall, you know, you look at the stats. Uh, just generally, Megs. Uh, what do we think about, say, like, uh, um, well, what do we need to do better, do you think? Well, you know, I, ideally, we'd have a passing game by now. Yeah. <laughs> ideally. Well, um, I mean, I would say Drew Pine, we say what you will, he was 17 for 23 for 150 yards. Not a lot of yards, but 17 for 23. He didn't miss a lot of passes. Yeah, but, but anyway. the passes he were taking, we saw them yes. live, and every yeah. single pass, it seemed like everyone, like, went a little quiet. Right. Right. Holding their breath, you know, right. like right. in the whole stadium, kind of like, <gasps> right, right, took a right. breath, right. Mom's rice is ready. That's what the alarm is in the background. <laughs> <of the earth. laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, I, I agree. Seventeen for twenty-three on the paper looks great. <laughs> in person, you're talking about a lot of those were basically handoffs, and then the the ones that he missed, the six that he missed, I would think four of them were like, well, how did you miss that? Like, and w- one or two of them would have been big gainers had he connected. There was one to Michael Mara over the middle. I don't know how he missed it. And if he hits it, the game could have been over. I mean, like, it could have just... Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, I think what we... What else do you think we need to do better? So, obviously, a passing game. Anything else you think we need? There's more than that, though, right? I mean, than that. Ooh. Uh, sorry. Party at, at Maggie's Sorry. Out. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, rice cookers going off. People yelling yeah. about TikTok. It's a crazy 50-second yeah. episode. Um, um I I think that defensively, I think we picked it up for sure. But just like, I, this is, I guess, a, something that a team's always going to struggle with. But 
like penalties mm-hmm. and finishing a game. I think mm-hmm. this was a game that we could have put away a lot earlier than we did. Mm-hmm. And there was like stupid mistakes, like right. the JD Bertrand targeting, oh. which just. I mean, let's get into that for a little bit. I mean, like you said, they did put the game away. They probably won that game three different times and stupid penalties and things. The JT Bertrand, I, I actually have not gone back and looked at it. I probably should have in person and on the replay at the um, stadium. It was looked awful. It looked like so unnecessary. And so just a, a veteran player shouldn't make that mistake. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right on the money, though. Penalties, there were a couple, two at least, off, uh, false starts by our offensive line. One of them on uh, Patterson, who actually had a good game, and and one on um, uh, what uh, Blake um, Fisher, that were really costly. Third down and short, and you false starts. Um, so that does need to get cleaned up. So those are the things that we need to do better. What did we do well? You think, Maggie? Where were you impressed with with Notre Dame this this week? I mean, I guess just finding out a way and this is going to sound as broad but just like finding a way to win you right. know you you see tom reese you know with the inf- him yeah. yelling on the phone with drew pine and then all of a sudden it starts picking up and we start using the run game a lot more and that starts working and our defense starts well not starts i would say they're pretty consistent yeah. um just makes plays and then it finally starts clicking along so i just think like i guess if you said one answer run game just improved yeah um, I think you're, you, everything well since you brought it up how do you feel about the tommy reese uh yelling that everyone's seen now uh, calling out drew pine i mean brian I kelly mean, the reason brian kelly was got into some hot water for similar actions on the sidelines before but but go ahead i think that this team is very desperate right now and if that works with drew pine because mm-hmm. he picked it up if he had like coward after that then I'd be like well poor Drew Pine you know like that was not necessary at all but yeah. if Tom Tommy Reese's job is on the line and Drew Pine's like yeah. a backup quarterback who's still learning to have some confidence or maybe he has the confidence right. and maybe just doesn't have the skill yet he just wasn't making the plays I don't know yeah yeah his decision making improved after that and yeah. if it works you know, and if Drew Pine's uh, fine with it and he excels under that kind of pressure, then maybe that's the coaching that works for him. I'm, yeah, exa- I think you're right. I also think that um, it, we have, it's all having expectation and we have a high expectation. And if you're not meeting that expectation, you won't be greeted with hugs. You'll be greeted with do your better, do a better job. And I think you're right. I think it was because he knew Drew Pine could do a better job. And for whatever reason, he needed to kick in the pants and uh, it seemed to work at least. I think they also did change, like you said, changed and went to a lot of, it was obvious to us that he just started running the ball. We're going to go six yards mm-hmm. at a clip, run, 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 run. It's not going to be the most exciting, but we will win. And like you said, any, take anything to win. So um, yeah, I think you're right. So what do you think? Um, so we're saying that from now on, we would like improvement in the passing game. Um, where do you think that improvement comes? Do you think it's solely on Drew Pine's shoulders or do you think there's wide receivers to blame? I mean, I think that hopefully Drew Pine has the expertise next week to kind of start throwing those passes. But also, it didn't seem like our wide receivers are putting themselves in the best positions. I know that we were talking about that during the game. Right. Um, they and just don't seem, they don't seem uh, like either confident or inspired 
So. Uh, yeah, well, I think what you're talking about is a few times we saw that, I believe, well, I, one time, I, I think it was Chris Tyree and Braden Lindsay, I'm not sure. They just didn't run their full routes and they kind of quit on the routes while the play was going on. And even if that just tells the defense, you know, the ball's not coming my way. So they can adjust very quickly. Um, so, you know, that, that needs to be better. So I think your receivers definitely, it's been an issue so far. The effort needs to get better. I don't get it. Um, they seem to have disappeared in games. And I don't know. I mean, you look at the, 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 um, the depth chart for this year, this week, and still Jaden Thomas, Lorenzo Styles, and Braden Lindsay, and you just haven't seen a lot of production. I just don't know when Colsey, I know he's been injured. When Colsey comes back, even Salerno or Joe Wilkins, where's Joe Wilkins been? Guys, you know, I know he's come back. Come on, he can't, maybe he's still beaten up from the injury. I don't know. Um, Tobias Mayweather finally made it onto the field, but still didn't get a lot of reps. He, it feels like he has to just learn kind of how they get the Freeman said something about trusting him more so um, apparently there's there's something to do there maybe learning plays better or something i don't know but they gotta get one more guy going and they have the talent it's so frustrating anyway i think i think you're right i think receivers need to pick up their game a lot all right but a win's a win i'm happy are you happy about with the game max i'm happy because we were there and it was their first win (laughs) so yeah all right, let's, let's dodge just a little bit or move off the game for a second. Meg and I went to Notre Dame, uh, took in the whole game day. Um, what was your overall take just on the University of Notre Dame on game day? Just well, for those people that haven't gone yet or, you know. Yeah, it was definitely – it was definitely I, – I don't, I don't want to say overwhelming because that has a bad connotation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't seem like there was a moment to, like, just sit around. Yeah, was, <laughs> they keep you jumping. Yeah, like if you want to go to mass, you can go to mass right now. If you want to see the yeah. players walk through, like here they are. Um, if you want to like support like the local or the campus clubs, like go get yeah. some barbecue. Like there was just stuff <laughs> to do at all points of the day, and yeah. I, I feel really happy that we went to like a two thirty game because I think that maybe if we had uh-huh. like stuck around a little longer, it might have been a little too much. But I think two yeah. thirty, like the the time we got on campus. And yeah. then the time we just like spent, we saw the players walk through, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, I think that two thirty was like the perfect time, and then we were done, and then we got dinner. So it was like, it was <laughs> yeah, good time. Worked out well. Yeah, the timeline worked. I, I agree with you. There's so there's so much to do there. We we didn't catch. We probably only caught twenty percent of what we could do, and we felt like it was a full weekend. Um, but what are the must dos, Maggie, from your your trip? What do you, what would you tell everybody if you're going to go to the Notre Dame game? You must do this. Um, well, I would say, I mean, the thing about Notre Dame is that it's so rich in tradition and the campus is just like, you can tell like the golden mm-hmm. dome. So, right. I mean, you have to go sites wise, you have to, it's really hard to miss, but yeah. um, see, <laughs> see, um, touchdown Jesus. Uh-huh. And then, um, I liked watching the players walk through. I already said that. Well, yeah. um, I thought that was really cool because, you know, you kind of see them like break their, serious faces to like say hi like a a young fan like see one of their like roommates in the lineup um i was surprised at how long it is because usually when they show it they kind of show it closer to the stadium and they start back at the basilica which is somewhat of walk and everybody is lined up there though like the line is packed two or three people deep for a good stretch i was surprised i wasn't expecting that um and then i also enjoyed um the we stood by the um 
monogram the monogram mm-hmm. club yeah which i really enjoyed because i like seeing like who else is at the game we saw like pat Connaughton, we saw blake wesley mm-hmm. um like you know the the vips i guess we saw some recruits yeah um it's just interesting to see yeah oh yeah my goal like yeah it was interesting to see like other people attending the Notre Dame game and I think it like right. showed the brand name of Notre Dame and like the celebrities that would come and they do have links to Notre Dame so that makes sense but right. still interesting right. to see yeah yeah I agree with all that um what would you not do what's a stay away anything like don't 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 bother with that I can't I can't yeah. really think of anything yeah everything's real positive and real real a lot of fun uh, maybe the Friday night uh, football what was it called? The the thing we went to with the trucks? Oh, the it was like the bash? The Friday Night Football Bash. Yeah, they're trying to get it set up. I think it's a newish thing. You gotta pay to get in and it wasn't much other than just food trucks and some music. Uh I don't know, and the food food wasn't fantastic, I'll just say it that way. Um <laughs> but uh it's always fun just because everybody's excited for the game. Um but you know, if you're gonna if you if you don't make it to the Friday football bash, I don't think you're missing much. Am I right? I, I would say so. I mean, the food right. was something. What about South Bend? Uh, what are the must-dos in South Bend? Anything? I mean, I think there's some few things that fans might not know, but that we kind of stumbled into. Um, so I would say leading up to the game is definitely a lot more exciting than um, like the aftermath. Yeah. It was interesting to see that the the town like before like in the morning was uh-huh. vibrant and like people were out getting right. coffee and like getting right. breakfast and waiting for like shuttles and right. um seeing the players but then like at night it was basically like a ghost town i don't know if people it were was. still at the hotel or if it they was weird. turned in early at like 9 p.m yeah. or what was, was going on but so, yeah. it was i mean maggie and i walked odd. with with our, with the, the group we were in we walked um about i don't know five blocks maybe and we probably saw three people at the time uh, at night after notre dame game <laughs> i mean there wasn't a lot of restaurants or anything like that it was weird um and then the next morning sunday morning was yeah like really a ghost town there's only it seemed like that one place um, pe- um pegs that was open but yeah what about though i think people if they go I would recommend staying where we stayed, which was the Doubletree in South Bend, um, because not only does the team stay there, but in the morning, um, and if you, even if you don't stay at the Doubletree, make sure you get over to the former home of the College Football Hall of Fame, because Notre Dame does their defensive walkthrough right there on the field, out, out in the open. It was fun just to watch for, what, a good half an hour? Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame just do their walkthrough right there on like a public park almost. It was weird. Um, and the offense seemed to go down in some ballroom or something like that, but the defense for sure. So those of you going to the game, make sure you get over to the College Football Hall of Fame. They have a little field there, like about 10 in the morning. You'll see Notre Dame out there practicing. It was really weird. Anyway, Notre Dame's on the road this week. They got North Carolina. Um, if we can just change pace here. North Carolina, the Mac Brown led. North Carolina, always kind of an explosive offense. Not having the best year. Um, this year, but always a threat. Maggie, how are you feeling about this game? Her name is actually an underdog in the game. Uh, Carolina is 3-0, but, you know, one of their wins is over App, App State, kind of a fortunate win, um, and I believe their first game was even a fortunate win, but 
Um, what are you feeling about um, the game this week? Um, I feel like it's kind of an even matchup, even though our <laughs> records are drastically different. Uh, they, they're coming off a bye week, which, you know, might not be the, the most fair. Yeah. But I, I think that if you asked me, like, <laughs> before the season started, yeah, like, if right. you asked me, like, um, I don't know, like, August 20th, <laughs> um, I would have been like, oh, yeah, like, we're definitely going to beat them. Mac Brown, right. like, they have a new quarterback, blah, 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 blah. Right. But now that I know how – I'm not really worried about North Carolina's talent. Like, right. um, they beat Georgia State, like, two weeks ago by a touchdown, I think. Right. And it was a late touchdown. Like, it was tied – or not maybe not late, fourth quarter touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was t- it was a tight game. Georgia State's not terrible, but they're not North Carolina, and they're definitely not Notre Dame, so. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah. I, I'm just more concerned about – our side of the game, our talent. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think that's kind of, it's more about us than it is about them and which Notre Dame team kind of shows up. And are we kind of buoyed by uh, finally getting a win or are we going to go right back into old habits? So, so what do you think? Um, what, what do you think you expect from, from, well, how, how does Notre Dame get the win? Let's just ask that question. I think what do they have to do? Staying consistent with our run game. I'm going to like mostly focus on the offense because I feel like our defense hopefully is more set. Mm-hmm. Um, but our hopefully our passing game, I know I've said this multiple times already, our passing game comes through this week. Um, right. Someone steps up. I know Lorenzo Styles just seems to be like right on the cusp. Like <laughs> I just need him to have like some big catches. And so I'm hoping that that's this week. Um, uh-huh. And we kind of keep developing other part, like small parts of our team as we go along. Um, and this would be a great game to do it again. Right. Right. Um, so just those things. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the running, game, I, I'm interested to see actually on our defense side, <clears throat> um, our linebackers and how they play. I think Bertrand has to have a great game. I think a guy like Jack Kaiser needs to have a great game. Leah Fowl has to have a, a great game. And I think he will. He's actually going to be my defensive player to, to watch, but um yeah, I think I, I think more a, a 28-20 kind of win is going to be in the cards. Maybe we get the 35. We might have – I don't think North Carolina is going to put up much defense. I mean, App State scored 61 points on them. Actually could have probably had 63. Um, and I think Notre Dame could just wear them down. I was still waiting for a big run. Chris Tyree, where are you? Give me a big run. I mean, he had a great game. I don't mean to take that away from him. Um, but where are you? Um, we didn't even do our players – offensive and defense players game of the Cal game. Let's – you didn't stop me. Let's go all the way back quickly. Who's your offensive player of the game? And deep, because we had thoughts, defensive player of the game for the Cal game. Just give me both. Okay. So here's the thing. I have two for each, but I'm going to choose one of each. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. Okay. And I'm hoping you choose the other two. I will choose you. I know what the two you're going to choose on defense. I guarantee I'll choose the other. Okay. So offensive wise, I'm going Chris Tyree. I feel like okay. he showed that he's the running back one. Um, mm-hmm. Logan Diggs might want to either transfer or just wait a year. I feel like it's going to be him. Um, I think Diggs might, might play well in the next game, but go ahead. And then defensive. um, I'm actually going with DJ Brown because kind of, if we're looking at our whole Cal trip, DJ Brown. (laughs) Yeah. We rode in in an for everybody. We rode in an elevator with him. Yeah. Uh, So there you go. Um, He seemed locked in at the time and (laughs) uh, he stayed locked in for the game. And I think we heard his name many times on the loudspeaker 
Um, and, yes. you know, I like to talk about defensive backs and their problems, but DJ Brown, you know, I'll give him credit because he had a good game. Okay. Uh, my two players are offensive player of the game. I'm going with uh, Joe Alt. I think Joe Alt, in reading about it too, um, really, I, I, somebody in the offensive line needs to get this award. I'm giving it to Joe Alt. He had the best game. Um, yeah. So, so I just think the offensive line was the, the key to this whole, the whole game. The defensive side of the ball, I'm getting Jacob Lacey. He was, again, defensive line, he was all over the place, really explosive. Isaiah Foskey also had a great game, but I'm giving it to Jacob Lacey. Um, who was your other offensive player that you were going to give it to, Maggie? I was going to give it to Estime. Oh, I always did that, yeah. And mm-hmm. I figured Lacey was the other guy you were going to give it to on defense. Yeah, yeah. We both said he was a great guy. All right. Now, fast forward again. Let's go to your offensive player to watch against North Carolina. I think I'm getting into the cycle where I keep choosing the same few players and, but I feel like, you know, if I keep guessing them at one point, they're going to be right. <laughs> there so you go. I will be going with, um, Brayden Lindsay. Okay. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> wow. <I> <laughs> I'm stunned. <laughs> I need to see him have a good game and I need to be the one who chooses him <laughs> off as a player of the game. Okay. And, you know, Lorenzo Styles, I said he's on the cusp. Yeah, maybe that's delayed a week, and this is like the Braden Lindsay like star week. He had a few good catches in the Cal game, maybe one, maybe I'm just remembering one. But that's kind of <laughs> maybe next, next week he gets thought, two. You don't know. I thought he'd go in Colsey, but okay, all right, Braden Lindsay, got it. And who, uh, my offensive player of the game, let's see, I was gonna go Chris Tyree, but I think I've done him a couple weeks for a few weeks. Um, ba ba ba, Michael Man. I'm gonna go with I'll go with Colsey. Why not? I think you'll have a touchdown, at least one. Young Colby. All right, who's your defensive player of the game? Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, someone who got some credit last week. I'm going to okay. go with uh, Houston Griffith. I think. Ah, whoa. Yeah, I Another know. All-time favorite of the podcast. I know. I think we've, like, kind of um, – Houston Griffith, if you're listening. Him. If you sing, what? No, I think we've always been a supporter. He's oh. wanted him to do well. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've been frustrated with him, but it's always out from a place of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Braden Lindsay and, and, and uh, Houston Griffith should be on the podcast at some point just because of how much we've talked to them. If they're listening out there, get on. If anybody knows them, send them the podcast. Tell them you need to be on this. Anyway, okay. Um, my deep, should I just jump in now that I cut you completely off? I mean, nothing uh, more needs to be said. Houston Griffith. Okay, Maris Lee Fow is my uh, defense player to watch. I think the deep linebackers really need to play well against this uh, offense. I think Lee Fow is going to be great. Maggie, we're going to have to be very fast with the picks. We might go over half an hour. If we get cut off, we'll come back and do two parts to this episode. Because um, sometimes our podcast service cuts us off at half an hour. But I don't know if it's going to. because It's not giving me a warning. Anyway, let's do the picks, Mags. What do you got for us this week? I have some interesting matchups, but I'm, I'm going to cut to it. Um, okay. We have Baylor at Iowa State. Oh, good one. Mm-hmm. God, right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to pick the first one or you want me to? Go ahead. Okay, I am going with Baylor. I like I like their coach, Dave Randa. I'm going with Baylor, although I'm nervous about it. But I'm going with Baylor. I'm also going with Baylor. I just feel oh, wow. like... Oh, wow. Really? You think I'm an Iowa State fan? I'm not an Iowa say, State fan. I, I thought about it for a second. You're not an Iowa State fan. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never since the yeah. corn Jesus thing. I just, I can't yeah. get behind well, he's probably Iowa State. An, and he, he's the favorite to be the new Nebraska coach, but we can talk about that later. No, I was okay. talking Next about Iowa um clemson at wake forest clemson at wake Oof. i'm going uh okay. wake 
Really? Wow. Because they're they're at home and I don't trust Clemson. I I don't trust them at all. I'm going Clemson, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad pick by you, Maggie, because, you know, the quarterback's back in the second. That's that's pretty good. Man. All right. I'm going Clemson, though. All right. Next, we have Florida at Tennessee. This is an interesting one. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I'm going with, you know, Tennessee is a huge favorite in this game. I don't know why they're such a big favorite, but there must be a reason. So I'm going with Tennessee. I'm also going with Tennessee. (laughs) Um, at least we disagreed on one. <laughs> so far. Um, I'm going with Tennessee because they're at home and, you know, Florida's is a big task for them and Billy Napier's new. So I'll go with Tennessee. Next okay. we have Arkansas at Texas A&M. Man, these are good games this week. Boy, uh, is your, your turn. I think it's your turn. Oh, no, is it my turn? Yeah, um, I'm going with Arkansas. I just never trust Texas A&M. I know that people say Notre Dame's overrated. I really think Texas A&M's o- overrated. They had yeah. a similar thing happen to them um, where they lost to like a team they should not have lost to the same week we did, and I feel like they're not getting as much flack about it. Mm, so yeah. I'm going with yeah. Arkansas. I'm going Texas A&M. I think you're probably right. Boy, both the ones you went, we went different. I do almost lean towards your level of thinking. I'm just not as bold. I'm going Texas A&M. And then this last one is a personal favorite of mine. I'm going to call it the Maggie Bowl. It's uh, nice. Kansas State at Oklahoma. I love this game. Really? Because sometimes Oklahoma loses to Kansas State, and I think it's just the funniest thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm assuming you're choosing Kansas State. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm I am. O- I'm going with Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. I but ran again, out of good I, games. No, those are, that's a good game. I, I I mean, you know, I like your, I like all the games and I actually like your picks better than my picks. So I don't know what that has to do with anything, but um, very good. Very good. All right, Maggie. So we made it through a Notre Dame weekend. We got, we saw the first win, you know, Notre Dame, if you're out there, we've seen your last two wins in person. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Maggie, do you have any final thoughts or final words for everyone? I'll say have a good weekend. (laughs) Okay. Hey, everybody. Go Irish. Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football.